The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe, read by Adrian Lee. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently He is some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly, I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from my books surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden who nameless here forevermore, and the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with a fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, tis is some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, this it is. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, or oh, madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is, I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened the door, darkness there and nothing more. Deep into the darkness peered. Long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no more to ever dare to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave me no token, and the only word there spoken was the whisper word. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping, somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then, what threat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery I explore. Tis is the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when with many a flirt and flutter, in their stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made here, nor a minute stopped or stayed he. But, with mine of lord or lady, perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiled my sad fancy into smiling. By the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Through thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly. Through its answer, little meaning. Little relevance bore. 
For we cannot help agree that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculpted bust above his chamber door with such a name as but the raven sitting lonely on the placid bus spoke only that one word as if his soul is that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered. Still I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will have me as my hopes have flown before. Then I Startled as the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoke. Doubtless, said I, what it utters, it is only stock and store, caught from some unhappy master from unmerciful disaster. Followed fast, followed faster till his songs, one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore, and never. But the raven still beguiling my sad fancy into smiling. Straight I willed a cushioned seat in front of burden busting the door. Then, upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking. Fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in its croaking, nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease, reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er, she shall press on. Then methought the Swung by seraphim, whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee. By these angels he hath sent me. Respite, respite, and nepenthe from the memories of you. Quaffa, quaff this kind of nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven. Never. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still if bird or devil. Whether tempter sent or whether temptest tossed thee here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted on this desert land unchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore. Is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven. Prophet said I, thing of evil, prophet still if bird or devil, by the heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore. Tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden, it shall clasp a sainted maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, clasp a rare and radiant maiden, who the angels name Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting bird or fiend, I shrieked upstarted. Get thee back into the tempest of the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token, or that line thou soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart, and take thy form from my door. Quoth the raven, nevermore.
And the raven never flitting, still in sitting, still in sitting, on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon that is dreaming, and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore.